0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Midnight Frightcast. This is episode number 61. I am your host, and I am back from a long, long vacation, which was much needed, to the Pacific Northwest. If you're on Facebook, you got to hear a little bit about that trip, and I'm glad you got to hear that, because I'm willing to tell anybody that I can.
1: He's kind of doing an NPR voice. Really <laughs> a did, little, I sw- really, did I switch over? a little bit. I don't blo-
0: I'm afraid of blowing <laughs> out the microphone. <laughs> to my right, we have the Scream Queen, Maddie. Hello. To my front, we have the Princess of Punishing. I don't know where that came from. Princess of
1: podcasting. Podcasting. We'll go with that. I don't punish anybody. I kind of (laughs) do. You have to look at me. Punishment. (laughs) And to my left, the doctor
0: of everything else, Patrick. Hey, everybody. How's it going? All right. We are kicking and rolling and ready to rock it. We just watched a trailer, which was actually kind of, we'll call this part two, because we watched the teaser when this first came out. My microphone fell. Uh, It was scary stories to tell in the dark. Guillermo del Toro and the director, I can't think of his name. A little help. Uh, I
1: didn't look. I'll have to look it up. Go Um, 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 ahead. It's basically Guillermo. I can't fucking say it. See, there's the punishment right there. Oh, man. (laughs) I can't say it.
0: Guillermo del Toro. Fuck. I'm I'm done (laughs) trying. (laughs) Keep going. We're off to a good start. So we actually got to see the full trailer of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark from Guillermo del Toro. What did everybody think of actually getting to see some footage?
1: Part of me wonders if they... Made them go back and cut a trailer that was more that was a little more scary because the first trailer looked very kid oriented like you could take your kids to that movie mm-hmm, and right. it would be okay mm-hmm. and this next time around, although it's not like super scary, but like I'm not a hundred percent sure I would take my kid to that one or not. There's a few more scary elements in that shot wise so They just made it less kid-friendly, I think, that second trailer that came out.
0: Well, and I I think that there's going to be a little bit more than that was led on in the trailer just because of Del Toro being behind it. You look back at some of his more creepy uh, movies. You know, Mm, you got uh, the—I can't fucking think of his name. The Pale Man from Pan's Labyrinth was fucking terrifying. And I'm assuming that there's going to be something very similar in—
1: I mean, all this. those creatures so, kind of had that same vibe mm-hmm. to them.
0: Exactly. So I I would say probably leave the kids at home or at least go see it first and then make your decision yeah. before mm-hmm. uh, dragging them along and giving them reasons for therapy. But for I the mean, also on the, on the
1: flip side of that, if your kids read the book, they had their own imagination of what those characters look like. And it's probably worse, a, worse.
2: And those terrifying I, pictures. <laughs> That is true. Also, oh yeah,
3: absolutely, absolutely. I I don't think either of my kids read scary stories in the dark or anything like that, so I'm not very familiar with this. And watching the trailer, I would say that it it looked pretty creepy for someone Mm -hmm. for for a young person to go Mm -hmm. see it. They attacked it in a very adult way from the trailer that we saw. Whether or not that is sustainable throughout the entire movie, I don't know. But I would be hesitant to take a young person to it. And just an update the director is Andre Overdahl. Thank you. And that is the guy who directed Troll Hunter and Autopsy of Jane Doe. I love that movie. So you got a guy that understands horror directing it and someone who really understands it
1: producing it.
0: I'm I'm also saying I pulled it up here on IMDb. It is a PG 13 rating. Yeah. Which is kind of weak sauce. Mm.
1: But I think they had to do it. I don't think. The, for for their audience and who they're shooting for, I don't think they could have made that movie rated R if well, they wanted to.
2: I think their audience is older, though, because like, I read that when I was younger. I'm almost 30. Like, So I think their audience is older But now. I have, a, I have yeah.
1: a 12-year-old reading those books right now. Yeah, right. I
2: meant their like, original audience. Their
1: original audience is, yeah, it's true. The people yeah. are
3: going to pay the money for it. Yeah, I mean, a, a 12-year-old's not necessarily going to say, hey, I'm going to go watch this movie and go out on their own. They're aiming towards the parents of those kids who are familiar with the content.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do like how they tied the movie together, though, because that was the other thing I was concerned about, was mm-hmm. how they were going to make this uh, movie one kind of flowing piece and how they're going to tie those stories together. So I like the idea of the book that – Uh, you write in and brings the stories to life. Like I liked that idea. I thought that was kind of cool.
3: Yeah, because my assumption was that it was going to be an anthology, just a group of short movies, and instead they've wrapped it well, or it looks like they've wrapped it well with the book that they discover and using Mm -hmm. their friends in the stories.
0: What this looks like actually is uh, what the Goosebumps movie should have been. Granted, the Goosebumps is more directed towards kids. Yeah, This is probably what this is going to be, is the more PG thirteen R rated version mm-hmm. of what Goosebumps was, yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm excited to check it out. I, I love Guillermo del Toro. Yep, say it, Josh.
1: I'm not going to. I <laughs> Clearly, I cannot say <laughs> Guillermo. Guillermo. I De- can't say it. Guillermo. I fucking say his name all I know the you time, so funny and you all of a sudden right I can't now. fucking say it, <laughs> and it's recorded. so. Guess what, uh, del Toro. I'm just gonna go with that. Fuck the old you, Greg. GDT. Oh, oh Benicio. No. God damn it. <laughs>
0: No, I I, I love his work. Uh, I think it's going to be just another notch on the bedpost for his awesome criteria. I don't know. Shut up, Patrick. So anybody else have any thoughts?
2: Um, I actually was more excited. So there was a teaser that came out that was literally just like a couple seconds and it just kind of showed the creatures. And I was really excited then. And as I've seen more of these official trailers, it's a little too kid friendly for my personal Mm -hmm. taste and Mm -hmm. what I was hoping they would go for. And the fact that it's rated PG 13, like that sucks balls. That ruins it yeah. for me. Yeah, a that little bit. it does ruin it for me. As I said, I think they should have gone with their original audience That's and mm. kind of kicked it out. Um, I do love Del Toro's monsters and stuff, but a lot of his American made horror movies I don't like. Mm-hmm. Like that fucking Tooth Fairy thing. What was that called? Not the Tooth Fairies, like the Little People. Um, shit now I'm just being weird um,
1: <laughs> now I'm just being weird uh, but I don't know what movie you're talking about No, there,
2: he made a movie that was like this big thing and it was like little tiny things that lived in the house and were like coming out and like stealing people's teeth or some shit and that was like the worst garbage I've ever seen
1: I don't know if I wow. saw that I have no idea don't look at me no it was
2: really <laughs> bad and then I didn't did he do mama
1: he did, well, did, no, his name was on Mama, but okay. he did not he was direct a producer. Yeah. Uh, I would say
2: I did not like that one. I don't know, just, I love all of his Spanish-made movies, but, like, it, there's just something that I haven't liked about his, like, American-made ones, but I, I'll watch this, but, yeah. like, I'm not as jazzed as I was. What
1: do you want to see in it that would make it rated R? Like, what do you want him to do tearing people's heads off okay that's what i'm thinking (laughs) Uh, well but like in
2: Harold, like they were skinning people and Mm -hmm. stuff and like i want something really true to the books where they're doing that sort of violent shit but also i've talked about before like really movies that have like a kid focused cast i've just never been super impressed Mm -hmm. with because let's be honest there's not a lot of really fantastic child actors like there's not. No. Yeah, Sorry, like I so. I don't know. I'm not as excited as I once was, but I would just because I love those books. I
0: I, I want to piggytail or uh, coattail on piggy piggy coattail. Tail, coattail. piggyback piggyback coattail.
3: <laughs> not you. Come on, post. Greg. That's
0: right. Piggytail away, dude. Go ahead. <laughs> At least I can say Guillermo.
1: You're right. You can. You're. I want to.
0: <laughs> I want to coattail on what Maddie was saying about what you could do to make that an R rating. I would love to see a stylistic cinematography to look, like, dead onto the book. Yeah. Because that would terrify the fuck out of some people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so.
2: the, yeah the book drawings are, like, terrifying. Right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah they really are. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: So, as an adult, would these books be effective? Like, if someone my age would read it? I mean, or are the books more no. geared towards youth? I there,
2: think there, I, there are some. Like, as I said, I normally... Apparently this one, but I normally didn't see a lot of children's books that involved skinning, especially in that sort of. There are some that I think mm-hmm. are more like like someone over around on looking for their toe. That to me is not a, a something like that you'd aim. In yeah, an
3: adult. but if you go yeah. back and like reread Brothers Grimm and mm-hmm. stuff like that there. I mean, if you took that yeah, crap, they're literally, they're really dark. Yeah, mm-hmm. they are. It, it lives in a
1: weird area because it's too, I think, scary for Kids, but not scary enough for adults. Is yeah. it something you would take your kids to? I well, my kids are fucked up, so I would take <laughs> my kids to that movie. Well, you know, know you know, Emma would. Yeah, Emma yeah, would. Right. Emma, yeah, I Emma should, would go in a yeah. and, and Ryan would probably go, and Mason would probably go. But like I said, my kids are kind of fucked up. So what am I going to do? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: So let's uh, let's keep on rolling here and jump to our next. Step. Oh, hey Patrick.
1: You know what's next? He has a sound effect. He has a sound effect for this now. Oh, but look what's look
3: what's not hooked up. While you were gone, he replaced you. It's the news.
2: I appreciate your effort to like squash that, Josh. There
0: will be no squashings as long as I'm in this chair. There will be no squashings.
1: We've got some news to share. I would all go because I'm going to kind of. I'll be honest. Well, no, I'm not piggy telling off of anything. Uh, this was I didn't realize that Maddie shared this, so I missed it in our our feed. But Thursday an article dropped about the Soska sisters mm-hmm. being banned from Twitter for sharing a photo of their new film Rabid. And I haven't seen have you seen anybody? Did you see the photo that they I posted? Think, I think I, didn't I know what they it were it.
2: talking about. It. it was just somebody sitting there with like like little like their te- sorry, their teeth and stuff were like, exposed and there was, like, rotting flesh. I didn't understand it, like, at all. Because especially, I log on to my Twitter and there's, like, 903 titties on there, like, yeah. every single day. So I'm just, like...
3: Yeah, but, like, on Facebook, our, uh, Benito was banned for posting pictures, and it, they were fake pictures of... Was you know, it like, the burns? Broken, broken bones oh, or whatever yeah. it yeah. was. Because it was too realistic. And maybe that's what they were thinking, is that this particular well, photo was...
2: I think it's just people being little assholes and reporting stuff that their delicate little sensitivities couldn't handle and fuck you whoever that is was that
1: the photo right there patrick that you just I, see i don't
3: off? know because i mean this is a still that's that a rigi- lot of that's that a lot of people are showing but i don't know if that's the particular still with her you know her lips being removed and right. seeing the i teeth mean
1: we've seen way worse on twitter and facebook than something like that and so Part of me goes, all right, is if this was a, a studio, like a Hollywood studio film, would they be facing the same consequences? And if it was a male director or like the Duffer Brothers or mm-hmm. anything like that, sharing something like that on Twitter, would they have been banned? Or is it just like a way to kind of – because the Sasuke sisters do sit outside that Hollywood – They're independent. You know, universe. So – is it because they're not part of a studio kind of crowd, or is it because well, to y-
2: me, it kind of depends kind of say on that same thing, but a little different. It depends on who they were marketing to because mm-hmm. if you're following the Saska sisters, then why are you like freaking out because there's a gory picture on there, but like if they're promoting that to a general audience, mm-hmm. I can kind of see where people would get irritated if like oh my god little timmy was looking at twitter and in between all these titties there was a picture of like somebody with all this gore like that's kind of strange but as i said it just depends on who they were marketing to but as i said if you're following shit like that and it's getting like pulled up then what are you complaining about and
3: and if i'm correct you know because i don't spend a lot of time on twitter they don't just like show you twitter feeds you have to go out and search for that yeah Mm -hmm. so with these images, the people who are seeing it are people who are already following the Saska sisters. Right. right? Or yeah. or in a group. Yeah, that's true. But then again, it's being retweeted by people who enjoy that kind of stuff. So if you're friends with someone who enjoys that kind of stuff, you probably enjoy that kind of stuff yourself. Yeah. yeah. I don't
1: tweet, so I don't really know how Twitter works. So
2: Yeah, I barely understand Twitter, but like the people I follow are all horror fans mm-hmm. yeah. for the most part. And so I expect to see that kind of stuff. I don't think I would like if I was someone who didn't want to see that, I don't think I'd like follow like devil, devil stab or six, six, six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so
3: since none of us understand Twitter, make sure that you subscribe to our Twitter. account. Yeah, <laughs> right.
1: um, At M Frightcast. Maybe give us a clue on doing. how to do something. Yeah, no, no. It's just, it's just interesting that, and I wonder based on if that was the picture, if it would have been the same consequences, if it was not them that shared that picture.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see that something like that would
2: probably happen. Yeah, tweet us your thoughts, kids.
1: Yeah, tweet we, we may yeah. not read them.
0: <laughs>
2: we can't figure <laughs> out how to read them, yeah. but we'll tweet get it. Tweet us your thoughts.
1: Yes. <laughs> so anyway, that was just kind of something I wanted to, to kind of hit on because I yeah. thought it was an interesting yeah, uh, that is. an interesting thing to to uh, happen to them. So uh, especially knowing what they make. You know what they make. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's
2: it. I'm actually really excited for that rabid movie, though, because I've really liked American Mary. Did you see the original? I did, and I need to. Me too. On I have that not list. seen it either,
1: so <laughs> it's on that list. All right. Go ahead. Who has got some? I've got news. Anybody else? Really?
3: Wow. Okay, so uh, from Bloody Disgusting, so I guess Sam Raimi is teasing the idea of bringing back a Evil Dead movie. Not bringing back, but actually creating a new Evil Dead movie.
1: Okay, outside of... The remake that they just yes
3: did. yes because Sam Raimi was only was he a producer on that one I don't even know how much he had to do with the remake yeah, of people um, did so quoted as saying to the team at Bloody Disgusting I'd love to make another one I don't think TV's in its future but we're talking about Bruce Rob and myself one or two different ways to go for the next movie. We'd like to make another Evil Dead feature and in fact, we're working on some ideas right
1: now. See, now, because see, Fetty Alvarez said the same thing, that Mm -hmm. they've been talking about making another Evil Dead for a long time, but they can't agree on an idea or they can't come up with an idea. So, now that Sam Raimi's saying that, is Fetty Alvarez in that yeah, because it doesn't too. say. Because you just
3: said Bruce, Rob, and myself, and and Bruce Campbell has already said he's done with he's playing done Ash. He's
1: done playing Ash. Yeah. So what? What are they you know, going unless,
3: unless there's a big paycheck, I have no idea.
1: You might as well just kind of riff off that. That because that last Evil Dead movie was fucking badass. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyway,
3: also from Bloody Disgusting, speculated that David Gordon Green is returning to direct. Back-to-back sequels for Halloween. How do you feel about
1: that, Jeff? Fuck those guys. Yeah. <laughs> A
3: reliable insider told the horror news site that not only will they be filming two sequels back-to-back, but they're discussing releasing both in the same month, possibly that in October That is not going to fucking work.
1: I'm sorry. That's not... Sorry, Patrick. I didn't mean to stop. No. That's not going to fucking work. That is stupid to release two Halloween movies in the same month same and month? then make them fucking compete against each other. No, I mean, and. and it's bad enough that they're going to follow it with one. Yeah, what are they going to do with two? I have no idea. Hot yeah. potato garbage. Yeah. yeah,
2: I was going to say that's that's some ball gargling shit there. And I'm not, even <laughs> like, I'm not even like a huge Halloween fan, but it's just kind of like, let the man die. Just leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, because there's already speculations and everything. Oh, how did he survive the fire? And all these people think they have it worked out. He survives every fire. He survives oh, yeah. every
1: fire and every gunshot, every gunshot and every kniving every and every trip to Brooklyn. He survives everything. <laughs> because he's, so, a list. He's, a, he, he's
3: on that list of immortal horror figures. Yeah. Horror yeah. Uh, how did that happen? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, Jesus Christ, are you kidding me? That's like, how do you think Gaspar the Ghost came back? Like, <laughs> goddamn, yeah. damn, I hate people. Yeah. <laughs>
3: And then finally, from the comic book world, Robert Cookman shocked the comic book world by ending the Walking Dead comic series abruptly with issue number 193. There was speculation that it would reach at least number 200 because Mm -hmm. he had killed off Rick Grimes in an earlier issue. And people are saying, well, it's not going to stick around that much longer. But in the back, he's sitting there talking about, oh, yeah, and we got these great ideas leading up to issue 200. And then 193 hits and it's done. Interesting.
2: I bet he took all the money he's made and just, like, fucking ran off to Fiji. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I
1: mean, the the two spinoffs that are coming will help it keep going. Plus so. the three
3: movies they're already talking
1: about. It's and all fucking that ridiculous. Crap. Can no
2: one just, like, create one good thing and just, like, leave it alone? Like, what mm-hmm. is this thing anymore like? you know what? We made like a hundred dollars on that. Let's make 19 more and just beat this horse to death. Yeah.
1: Welcome to the angry cast. By the way, is going to be fucking bitter tonight. Uh, can we talk about, uh,
0: Oh shit. I forgot the name of it. Revenge again. No, we don't Damn. need to revisit that either.
3: <laughs> I want to get mad. Oh, that movie that all of us loved and thought was a great movie. Yeah. Except for Greg, except for Greg. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I think you can thank Marvel for that because they hit it out of the park and now everybody wants a piece
1: of the pie.
2: Yeah, but would you like, like... like a pie? Yeah, no, none but... of that fucking pie. That's <laughs> pie someone dropped on the floor.
0: <clears throat> so yeah, that's some people a... would eat that still. That's what we got for the. That was the news. All right, it has been a hot minute since I've been back. You see how short that is now. I really appreciate that. Now it doesn't even bother you now, does it? I just kind of tune it out at this point.
2: They have to talk shit about it every time, Greg. I know they do,
0: but I don't like being interrupted when I'm in the middle of my
1: radio. Oh. Casting Zara oh, voice this wow. NPR okay. away, my friend. Right.
0: Since I have been gone for such a long time. <laughs> I and if, Do it right.
1: Yeah. Stop that.
2: Yeah, I feel really Because I
0: feel like one. I'm talking <laughs> centrally into your ear, Josh. I
1: mean, it's... I mean, uh, we just go, please. <laughs> just say just so Guillermo. Del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> Read your shit. Since I have been gone and you for don't a what? Really, I swear to God, I'm <the> going
0: <laughs> to murder somebody.
1: Uh, everybody's silent. No, Greg. No, I'm going to sit here. Everybody look at him. <laughs> no, listen, we cannot have dead air on we this thing. We just keep, Please keep going. And then tell Patrick you quit being be a dick. <laughs> All right, keep going. God, Go. you're hosting next time. He's drinking right now. Fucking talk. Hurry up. Get it in. Go. <laughs>
2: just like those 19 doctors.
1: I got something in my mouth.
2: I got something in my mouth.
1: We're going to move on to what you've been watching because uh, <laughs> we need to
0: move on to what we've been watching. I'm sorry. What has everybody been watching? We'll just jump right into it.
1: Who wants to start? Fuck, I'll start. So, I have a list of things. I mean, I'll start all goddamn night. I don't care. So, you know, fucking buckle your seatbelt because I got a list. I uh, pulled a Greg the fucking movie guy uh, the last couple of weeks. Yeah,
3: and oh. I, went, I went to the goddamn theater.
1: Uh, yeah, he did, really. And with my left hand, awesome. Um, I'm a lefty when it comes to that. So, here's. Hi, Maddie. I'm sorry. Um so I went to the midnight fright tug.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You sit on Uh, your arm first. So it goes numb. So it feels like a stranger.
1: Um, um, no, (laughs) but now that you mentioned it, I might try it. Yeah. So I went to the theater and saw a ton of shit. So, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to knock through it really quick. Um, so, um, I went and saw the remake of child's play. And I will tell you now that if you were a fan of that movie, it original will, it will ruin your childhood mm. <laughs> and i'm sorry and again i'm trying not to go mm. too far but like they took everything that was cool about that movie and just killed it it's you know chucky had a purpose in the original child flame movies they took that away mm-hmm. there's no uh, charles lee ray there's no it's a fucking doll that a uh disgruntled employee turned off all the safety features and then he starts fucking killing everybody. That's if you want to know, spoiler alert, if you want child's play in a nutshell, it's a man that shut off all its safety features and then Chucky went fucking crazy. That's what you get from the new Child's Play movie. I can't think of her name. Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza, that's the one. It's too young to play the mom in that movie, uh, but she was she did a good job. And then that kid, we kept saying, like, that kid's too young to, or too old too to be playing old, with fucking dolls. Yeah. Playing with the doll. His mom buys him that doll thinking he's going to love it. And then he's like, I don't want this fucking thing, oh, okay. but you bought it for me. So I guess let's see, like, if Chucky will turn on the fucking TV for me. Go ahead, smart doll. Turn on my shit. Um, that's <laughs> child's play in a fucking. That's a, that's a
0: whole different kind of. So doll. I think those are from Japan.
1: But yeah, I just could not get. I, I couldn't get into that movie. I wanted to give it a shot. And um, I, it was not great. Um, it, I, I at feel all. like
0: it was it was doomed from the beginning. It, it was like there's,
1: yeah, even been, Mark Hamill's voice was not good in that movie. I just didn't buy it. Mm-hmm. Once I got, I mean, they the, 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 they show him turning off the safety features within the first five minutes of the movie. I checked out right after that. I was like, "Fuck, this is going to be terrible."
3: So there was like no possession or anything like that. Nope. No, 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 none of souls. it. There's
1: no him trying to take over his soul mm-hmm. to get into because He's got to get out of there. It's yeah. this doll just has safety features, and a switch was flipped. And that kid could have taken the back of Chucky off, <laughs> flipped the safety switch uh, back on, and that doll would have been nice again. <laughs> Quick, easy fix. I went and saw Rocket Man. Mm. Uh, so, outside of horror, I went and saw Rocket Man because my dad wanted to go see that movie. So, I went and uh, I don't know how to say his name. Uh, Taryn Edgerton? That's the one. But if he does not get nominated and fucking win for that movie, then I don't know why Rami Malek got yeah one for for Freddie not... Mercury. He sang his own music, mm-hmm. uh, and he was fucking Elton John in yeah. that movie. Uh, he wasn't fucking Elton John. He played <laughs> he played Elton John really well. That would be in that, that would movie. be called
3: the Red Rocket Man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> different movie. But it they have a a great way of leading into that movie. And they have a great way of telling that story. And uh, if you're a fan of the music, and uh, it's, it's the movie's really great. I and, have not
3: seen it. My wife has. And she said the exact same thing to me. Yeah. That if Rami Malek got Best Actor Oscar, yeah. this guy deserves it so much more than Rami Malek. So
1: much Mark more. Ever. Yeah. And his voice is fantastic. And I don't know. I, I'm a fan of that music anyway.
2: Yeah, Elton's great.
1: But mm-hmm. uh, they did a really good job. Telling a lot of his stories through his music, even though like if the if they were in a certain uh, year or decade and that song did not come out in that decade, they still placed it because that's how it kind of pushed the movie forward. Mm-hmm. But it's it was a really, really fucking good movie. So I followed that with I went and saw Annabelle. I thought it was the best of the three. That's just me. Patrick looks like he's going to mention it later. But I thought of the three Annabelle movies, it was the best one. Yeah, I'm not saying it was great. I'm just saying it was the best of the three. Uh, <laughs> I thought it had a lot more going for it than. And I had just watched Annabelle Creation before I went to that movie, and I took my wife, which was a lot of fun because she hates that shit. Um, <laughs> but uh, I definitely thought, like I said, that the third one was the best of the three. I went and saw Midsummer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to make this quick. Uh, I went to *Midsummer*, uh not even close to being as good in my mind as Hereditary was. Um, it was two and a half hours Ooh. of, oh my God. of it, not enough happening. It was dialogue heavy. Yeah. And there was a couple like spots where you're like, OK, finally something happened. But then you're going to go another hour waiting for some other shit that happened, and I kept trying to figure out why this movie was rated R because it just, I wasn't seeing it, and then the last 20 minutes happened, and I was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> there's the rated R. And I guess there's a three-hour NC-17 cut of this movie that they're going to release. No, wait for that uh, then. They, Yeah, but um, it was long, and it was, it was rough, and uh, they cut a trailer to make, and I hate to say this because I know we had this discussion, but they cut a trailer to make this look like a horror film, and it was... A uh, breakup movie. Mm. It was a breakup movie. So yeah, uh, there's that. And then uh, real quick, uh, I watched "Don't Fuck in the Woods." Um, <laughs> I have a friend that I'm uh, a guy I'm friends with on Facebook. His uh, his name is Roman Jossart. He does studio. He's, he's with uh, Studio Six Hundred Five Films. He was in this movie, so that's why I watched it. Um, it's an hour and twelve minutes, so it's a really quick watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and perfect. <laughs> it's a lot of fucking fun. I know it probably it was indie is all hell and it's got no money in it and the effects were rough and the story was rough and the acting was rough. I thought Roman was good. Um, he played the stoner guy and the big, the bigger guy. Um, I thought Roman was good in it and, uh, said it was a lot of fun. It was on, it's on Tubi TV. It's free. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can check that out on Tubi and I would totally go check that out. And they're making uh they're working on a sequel right now, but for what it was and for being an indie film with no goddamn money, That was a lot of fun and said they packed it in an hour and 12. So it was quick. Hmm. And then the other thing, last thing I'm going to mention, I'm sure Patrick and Greg are going to mention, so I will mention it and then I'll leave it open for discussion after you guys talk about it. But I finished and wrapped stranger things season three. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was my list. Thank you people for listening to me.
2: Thank you for coming to my Ted talk
1: next. I'll go do it. All right.
3: So I saw this movie Um. called shed of the dead. (laughs) Shed of the dead. Shed of the dead. It's like a poor person. Shaun of the Dead. It's like they tried to touch on that a little bit. It don't 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 waste your time, ladies and gentlemen. It's not worth seeing. Was it horror comedy? Kind of. Okay. I mean, if it was funny, it would have been. All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> Boom.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. Just don't don't waste your time with that one. I also saw Don't Fuck in the Woods because you had mentioned it last week on the podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's bad acting bad writing, bad effects, good movie. It's one of those that if you if you look at all that stuff and realize that they know what it is and they made it, it's still a good movie. I enjoyed it. Hmm. Annabelle Comes Home, I did go see that in the theaters. I disagree with Josh in one aspect and I think Creation is better than this one. Okay. So I would say Creation Comes Home and then the original. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed the fact that it was the daughter. It was a story yeah. about the daughter they and, were in and her cult. doing the, yeah. I thought the acting in it was really good. I thought the young, the, the young lady who played the daughter did an mm-hmm. exceptional job. Yeah. I had a suggestion from Mike, who you heard on one of our previous podcasts. He suggested Dirty Work, which is a Norm MacDonald yeah. comedy from the 1990s.
1: Chris Farley. Chris Farley. A yeah.
3: bunch of people from that group are in it. It's mm-hmm. actually posted on YouTube for free it was bad for a reason yeah yeah (laughs) it was bad but it was like one of those things for mike it was like nostalgic Mm -hmm. saying uh, you know the however young he was in 96 or whenever this movie came out that he thought it was funny and i watched it and i hate him for it forever and then stranger (laughs) things season three i watched it it was okay we will let's discuss let's not leave it at that. No, like Greg no, after Greg and then, talks yeah. about it, then we can but discuss.
0: Can it. we discuss? Because some of us haven't seen it yet. We can yet. discuss well, without, without dropping fucking spoilers. Yeah. Dude so.
2: I, I will just say I don't give no fucks about spoilers. Like I made my boyfriend uh we went to Cracker Barrel the day after he went and saw what was the last in in game? What was the last is that was the last mm-hmm. one? Yeah. And I made him tell me everything oh. that happened because I was like, It'll be a frosty day in hell before I sit through a three hour movie. Mm-hmm. So, I was just like, "Just give me some little cliff notes. This is how I did it in high school, and this is how I want it now. and quite frankly, <laughs> I
3: don't think knowing what we do about you, Maddie, I don't think you will like stranger things anyway.
2: yeah I, I'll give it a I, shot I, but. give it a shot,
1: but give it more than four ep- give it four episodes
2: I know i but that's
1: that's giving it four hours." So they're <laughs> 50 minutes, but it's episodes, not four hours at one time. No. oh okay, yeah, yeah. You're 50 it's minutes spaced out. Out. I, I know. So. As
2: I said, that's been my biggest hesitation. Is a lot of people told me the first four episodes were super slow and like I Jesus, did it's not that it's,
0: way. It's in slow, every season. It's slower and it just it picks up. But I I really enjoyed them.
2: Yeah, I yeah. as I said, eventually. So. eventually.
3: And then finally, I started watching, but have not finished. And you'll enjoy this, Maddie August. Underground.
2: I'm so proud. I'm a proud mama. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but haven't finished haven't finished but i will because what i've seen so far hasn't affected me good it's not like i'm going cringing at it or just going oh this is so fucking disgusting i don't want to watch it anymore gotcha yeah no it's, there's it's, two more it's not like it's <laughs> not like something you haven't seen in bits and pieces in other movies this is just like all those things thrown into one movie gotcha hmm. yeah Proud mom. there you go <laughs> all right i'm done Betty? What have you oh, been watching
2: sorry. um I actually was going to come here and say I really haven't been watching anything because I haven't except before I left and came here and that was why I was a couple minutes late is um, my lovely boyfriend found this great channel on the Pornhub community about this guy called dick pics and he reviews porn and it's the funniest fucking thing <laughs> i've ever seen in my life he's got a theme song and it's the best thing ever and i've never laughed so hard in my life so that's what i've been watching i thought i was keeping with a the theme here get that look off your face No, I'm I'm sure, I'm, no
1: no no, no. <laughs> i want to know where you watched it like, where did you...
2: Pornhub. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. You actually
1: watched it on Pornhub? Okay, yeah, gotcha.
2: Yeah, it was like the... He found it on Reddit, I think.
3: So he posts his own reviews on Pornhub.
2: <gasps> yeah, of the porn on Pornhub. And it's the best fucking thing ever. I have never laughed so hard in my life. And it's
3: called Dick Picks.
2: Yeah, his, uh, yeah it's Dick Picks. But like it's like... Pic, picks like...
3: like you're selecting.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's fucking great. <laughs> that's
3: magic.
0: Yeah, it oh, was well, that's the most good.
2: magical thing. And then, like, he's got... <laughs> I only saw that he had like three episodes, but like the third one, it had like a theme song, and it was just crazy. I'm like stuff. tempted
3: to find the theme song and just play it next time. We, yeah. We oh count. my god. Yeah, re-
2: play you- that during
0: the news. <laughs> Ooh, there we go. I could get on board with that.
2: So that's what I've been watching. Is yeah, nothing. Nothing it's, great. It is more porn.
1: <laughs> Dick. Maddie just got on here and said, I've been watching porn.
2: <laughs> no, I've been watching porn reviews. That's classy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: that's, classy. That's, that's classy. So classy. She's sophisticated,
2: Josh. I, yeah, I am uh, a very sophisticated viewer. That's awesome. Yeah, you,
3: you watch that and drink the toilet wine. <laughs> right?
0: It's the closet wine.
2: <laughs> <toilet> <laughs> you get in wine. my closet, not the toilet.
0: <laughs> oh, I missed you guys. <laughs> All right, I'll wrap the session up here. I'll go quick. Um, got back from uh, Seattle, and the next day went and got to go out and see the new Spider-Man movie. Um, I It was all right. There was a few missing pieces in it that I wasn't totally sold on. I felt Jake Gyllenhaal had opportunities to really blow it out of the water, and he just kind of blew it. Taking my kid tomorrow, so... I mean, you'll enjoy it. it yeah. There's there's some good stuff about it. It's it's still Marvel comedy. It's funny. Uh, there's a lot of action. A lot of great CGI. But it's just kind of meh. Yeah,
3: I, I forgot to put that on my list. I did see that as well. I still got to say though, Tom Holland is the he best. Is Spider-Man. Spider-Man. He is Spider Man. He is Spider Man. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's no questioning that. at yeah, I like at all. him as yeah. Spider Man. It's it's good. It's it's you know a bad Marvel movie is still better than a lot of movies that we've seen. So like Tusk. Um,
2: I figured it was either Tusk or Begotten that you were on.
0: It's barely effective anymore. If if Josh was saying it, it would have been Begotten.
2: I know. I know who.
0: (laughs) On Saturday morning, I uh, got up early and actually popped over to the theater and I got to see Crawl, one I've been waiting for since yeah, we saw the yeah. trailer on that mm-hmm. i was pleasantly surprised cool
1: it's been getting really good
0: reviews from people mm-hmm. for what it is they did a really good job with it they it's a very well-rounded horror movie i just uh dropped the review on great the definitely go over there and check that out please but i i really enjoyed it i was not expecting a whole lot from it and maybe that's why i enjoyed it more was because i didn't set the bar Our so expectations high. are pretty low so take it for what you will uh this Scenery cinematography is absolutely beautiful, beautifully shot movie. So, yeah, definitely go and check that out. And then to wrap it up, I finished Stranger Things 3. Okay, so
3: let's just really quick. Wait, just wait, what did you think of it though?
1: I fucking loved it. Okay, Josh, uh, spoiler free discussion. I thought it was so when I went into this and I got through the first like four episodes. I was like, okay, this is better than season two, but not as good as season one. That was my initial feeling Mm -hmm. on the first four episodes. Because it's like reintroducing us and reestablishing the kids and what happens and what's been going on after they wrapped up season two. Mm -hmm. So you don't get a lot of that action, but you still get all that nostalgia. And so it took four episodes for me to go okay, now we're going to sit into this. And then in the fifth episode, I finally got a nice little smile put across my face because, like, some bigger shit happened. And I was like, oh, this is going to, like, those last three episodes, these are going to really go. And the sixth episode didn't quite go as fast as I wanted it to. But then seven and eight, like, really picked up and, and, and went. And all I can really say is after finishing it, I was, like, on par with season one better than season two. So season... Three hit me in the fucking heart, super hard, and and put me on the same level as how I felt about season one. All I can say, and like I already put it out there, was like season three ends on a very beautiful note.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And speaking of that, that's where I felt they could have ended the series. 100%. Right on Right, point, on right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And once again, spoiler free. I don't see necessarily how it leads into season four, even though they're going to do a season four. Yes. My issue with this particular season was I felt it was a bit slow. Mm-hmm. It didn't have the impact on me that the first two seasons did because they are older. Mm-hmm. To me, it didn't have that the youth mm-hmm. defending the world type thing. Yeah. And I- which, which to me then feeds into why do you have to have a number four because once it's filmed and they finally get it up there these kids are gonna be like 1920 easily 18 mm -hmm. it's gonna be
1: 2021 before they come out exactly and some of those kids they're 16 17 years old Mm -hmm. now yeah Um,
3: yeah so it's gonna be like saved by the bell the college years type thing and i just don't think it's gonna be as effective i felt they should have ended it now
1: yeah if they ended it on the note then uh and so here the thing is too is like, and I already I talked about this also already, but like somebody spoiled season three for me less than twenty four hours after it came out. They wrote a big, spo- the the big spoiler, the very the last mm. episode. What eight happened to the end. yeah yeah um, within mm. twenty four hours, and I was pissed. I was like, this is not going to be effective for me. I'm not going to care. And then it got to that part and. I cared as much as I would have if I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, that note at the end was like, if they ended it, like you said, right there, mm-hmm. no season four, I would have been like, that's the way to put I, that. I, to I, and I completely agree with that. So season three was beautifully written. It still had the nostalgia and it showed them growing too, because it showed mm-hmm. them kind of separating also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm and kind of going their own ways and their own path and finding kind of their own thing, but then brings them back together. So I don't know. It's stranger things is like, to me, one of the best things out there right now. So yeah. Greg, you got
3: to comment on it. It was good
1: (laughs) moving on. No,
0: I, I I appreciate what you guys are saying about it. It it does take a little bit of time to get into it, but the, the slowness in the beginning of all the seasons is really where it grabs me or loses me because I love those character building moments. Mm -hmm. And I felt like season three had some of the best character building moments since season one, Mm -hmm. you know, we, you open up and this isn't going to be much of a spoiler, but you see, uh, L and Mike were, uh, they're, they're hanging out Mm -hmm. all like cutesy type Mm -hmm. now. And, it's kind of sweet to see how these characters are evolving. Yeah, they are getting older, but they're still growing up and it's fun to watch that Mm -hmm. amidst all the, the horror shit that they've been through the last two years. And then once it hits that fifth season and it just, the pedal goes to the metal and it's game on Mm -hmm. until the end of it. I, I really did like how they were kind of separating into their own groups. I think the best part of season three was the Robin, Steve, Dustin. And I can't remember uh, her name. 100%. Oh my God. loved them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely loved yep. their story bit. I, I don't know that I can say much more without going into spoilers. Yep. Uh,
3: I, I cared more about that storyline than I did L's. Oh really? Going through it. Yeah. Okay. I could,
0: I could appreciate that. The other story, the line that are the other character that I, I didn't think I was going to care about. And, ooh, I don't know if that's going to be a spoiler or not. I'm going to let that go. No, nope, We're going to yeah. just watch it. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, it, Sorry, good. Ahead, go ahead. No, it's okay. Uh, this was the the first season that One owner Ryder
1: actually annoyed me. See, I was just about to ask I, Patrick, uh, oh. have, I, how I, did you feel I, about? I was her just about ready to say that three there, was about, in. there was
3: about there was about fifty percent too much Winona Ryder in this season.
1: <laughs> See, I, I thought she's gotten less annoying uh, as no, the seasons no, 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 have gone. Really I, I did not. Me. She did not bother me at all. She I, did
3: not fit well into the whole storyline of going into the bunker and all uh-huh. that other stuff. That but was her, tough. That, I, that I was,
1: understand.
0: I understand why they did it.
1: That was
3: Hopper bringing her in, though. That, yeah, was the, that was that was then, Hopper allowing her in. She that was, forced she forced her way. That into was a it. Hopper
1: in her relationship building throughout
0: the seasons. I, I I liked her more in season one and two, regardless of how annoying she was. She had more justifiable reasons to be obnoxious and annoying in the last two. This one was just. But she's I, still, she just got under my skin on this one. She's the whole reason this
1: whole thing came to light. No, I'm aware of that. She's it. Like no. she's a hundred percent. I will say, up. I will There's say the best thing she
3: did in this season was she sold a punch when she, and this oh, was yeah. yeah. When she hit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She sold the hell out of that punch. And that was the only thing that I went, Oh, that was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. And that was also when I noticed that these kids are just getting too old now is when Will went to hug her and he's already a head taller than she is. That I know, is I true. know she's a petite woman. Yeah. I understand that, but still.
0: But even still, I mean, it's, it's part of the growing up process, you know, <laughs> growl, growl, growl. how is it, how is it any different than the, I, uh, than the it series? I know you just, you, you lose a couple's or a couple years in between in the it series. You go from kids to adults. I know.
3: But I, like I said, I just don't want to see college years, stranger things.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think you will. I, Cause it no, might but, come but out what in what I mean is When it comes
3: out, they're going to look that that much older.
1: But they're gonna it's it'll come out in twenty twenty one. But they'll film here coming up here. So they'll not film before get, they get old. Yeah, I mean, if you've seen Wolf film Wolfard lately, his hair is down to his shoulders. Yeah. It's super long. But, so they already all look really different. Yeah. But okay. Sorry, we're, anyway, we're, tangent. We're, 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 uh, let's move okay. on. They also one. need different wigs. Just throwing that
3: out. there. Oh, too. his wig was horrible. <laughs> his bad. wig was horrible.
0: I know it's the eighties, but they were bad. So was Billy's the Jerry curled mullet situation whatever was up with that. I that was
3: know. probably the most realistic hair.
0: Oh, I don't care I will, that one, you know, it just added to his character. Just being a Mike's fucking hair was horrible. Dick. ugh. All right. That is what we've been watching 20 <laughs> minutes Joe later. <laughs> yeah. We are going to fast forward over here to our topic for the evening. It's probably going to be a quick one. A, because we are running long on time and B, because we didn't really have much of a topic to discuss. So
3: <laughs> yeah, we, <tried>. we <laughs>
0: are going to jump into our topic for the evening, which is viruses and the undead.
1: Who wants a, to try and explain a, this a one? Collaborative effort. <laughs> failure. Uh, no, it's no,
3: not really okay. a failure yeah. though.
1: But, a
2: multi-car so, <laughs> accident.
1: <laughs> I think they call that a dumpster fire? No. Yeah. We all had kind of different ideas about how this was going to go, but it was also the idea of tying our topic into our feature. feature. True. Uh, Very true. Which we've done lately. Um, so, but we all had kind of different ideas about how this was going to go. Yeah. So... Somebody
0: kickstart us and we'll, we'll go from there. So, well, let's <laughs> not let's, it. <laughs>
1: no, let's So we, let's, we talked to, so our, our feature tonight was a movie called mayhem. mayhem. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it touches a lot more on the virus side of things versus they're not zombies. Mm hmm. So I don't know if we were to do like so – I talked when I threw out an idea, I was like talking about the evolution of these kinds mm-hmm. of movies and where they kind of came from. Mm-hmm. But no. Ma- uh, Patrick had a different idea. Maddie had a good idea. And so if we can figure out how to tie them all kind of together within like you know five to ten minutes or so, maybe less, um, we can get the fuck out of this topic and we can move on um, <laughs> without hopefully losing uh, too many people. I'm not so, sure that
3: we can tie them all together because the, when I named the topic – Viruses and the undead, I didn't mean on how they affected each other. I meant, like, virus movies and undead movies and how, like you said, Josh, how they developed. Mm -hmm. I I agree with that, trying to to build into something like that.
1: Well, this this is definitely the virus side of that zombie virus thing. I guess, who's... (laughs) i'm sorry i'm really trying to get out of this because are are you a fan of zombie movies or virus movies i'm actually i'm not a fan
2: of zombie movies but i love virus Mm -hmm. movies and if anyone's ever spoken to me for more than like 20 minutes i think the rabies virus is the coolest thing that's ever like developed and like i love i personally just that's kind of my thing i'm like a nerd for viruses And so I love when they make movies based on these, like, horrible viruses because rabies is, like, the scariest virus that was ever, like, evolved. Mm -hmm. And I just love that they make movies based on it because it's a horrible, horrific real-life thing. There's such a fear about it that I just think it's really cool that they, like, made that fear into, you know, an undead thing.
1: Yeah. Greg, are you a fan of zombie or virus movies? Which are, do you have a, a preference?
0: Zombies created from viruses? Yes. Uh, one of my favorite zombies series is the resident evil series, both okay. video game and or movies. I mean, movies weren't great, but that's how those zombies were created was based off of the, uh, the T virus.
1: So, all right, so, Patrick, same, same kind of same question, I guess.
3: Yeah, I actually am a really big fan of the virus movies. And if they evolve it into a zombie, that's perfectly fine. Anything like that. What I enjoy about them the most is it allows more creativity on what the infected are capable of. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite type of zombies is rage zombies. So we've mm-hmm. seen that yep. many times where it's been a result of a virus or some sort of weird outbreak. Yes, That allows them to be faster, stronger, more lethal, you know, as opposed to the stumble, I can outrun you with the broken leg type zombie. Mm-hmm. So I really do enjoy the virus style slash zombie movies over anything else. Yeah, so the
1: very first virus movie that I can like off the top of my head throw out there that I'm a fan of was the 28 Days Later movies and 28 Weeks Later. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the first like virus Movies that I can think of off the top of my head that I really enjoyed. Cabin uh,
0: Fever. What would you consider that?
1: That's a virus. I guess that would be a virus. Would that be a virus movie? What is I mean, there's something viral in, or bacteria because it's a it's, it's a flesh eating bacteria. It's bacteria but... Yeah. But I mean, uh, and said I'm trying without going too much into mayhem tonight. But like mayhem had a completely different style of virus or effect of the virus on these people then you'd see because 28 days later they're all super rage mm-hmm, i don't mm-hmm. call that a zombie movie I, I mean but they're all super rage infected movies or whatever and beyond that i can't think of virus there's movies. a bunch of movies real
2: garbage ones on like mm-hmm. sci-fi um because there's there's there was one based on the avian flu when that got really big I'm sure somewhere in somebody's basement someone filmed something when swine flu was really big just to kind of capitalize on that. Gotcha. But, yeah, no, there's a movie... My, What the fuck is it called? I can, like, picture the cover, but it was it came out right when the avian flu was, like, really rampant.
1: Okay. Um, I don't know. So, I just... Uh, the evolution of, you know, you go back to the zombie movies, you go back to Romero, obviously, mm-hmm. back then Night of the Living Dead, and my big thing was, like... Um, the evolution of that and what you saw in 1968 when Night of the Living Dead uh, came out versus what you see in 2018 with these virus and these zombie movies and how they've gone from these kind of like this horde mentality, uh, which and it still has that uh, that same mentality in The Walking Dead and stuff, but like this horde mentality to this like, now you can't even outrun one Mm -hmm. um right it only takes one and you're kind of screwed um and how much faster they've gotten and how much like said patrick said how stronger they've gotten um and how much smarter they've gotten again i don't know how to lead this conversation super far into it but uh
2: well i think i think maybe we've gotten like the smarter faster more aggressive zombies because like when Night living dead first came out like that was scary to people and like now, it's just kind of like everyone just makes jokes, like "yellow bro," like <laughs> you no, know, and like you know, yeah. But I think they needed a reason for these zombies to be like that because, like, if you're just coming back from the dead, I guess that would just kind of—I can't see you being like super fast because you have no reason to be. But if you're infected with a virus, especially mm-hmm. the virus in twenty weeks later was based on rabies, you're gonna have that. I mean, it's not super scientific, but it's kind of that stereotype of like a rabies infested animal mm-hmm. is they just want to attack and kill and all that stuff. So I think that it was more of an explanation of why they were like that instead of just like, here it is. Do you think it's a, <laughs>
1: a viewer thing, too, though? Like we don't everything now, all the screen time we get now, everybody needs like the viewers need everything to be faster. And they need everything to be more like quick and like, the I, I think that's how our, our society how our is evolving because
0: up. you, you got like, you've got news at your, at your fingertips. You can mm-hmm. get it whenever you want. You can get information whenever you want. And so if you're going to be sitting there watching a slow burn zombie movie, it's it's going to be a sit and you're probably not going to enjoy it because you're going to be bored out of your mind thinking something needs to be happening right now because I need this. Yep. You know, yeah. it's it's almost an addiction. Uh, I, I don't want to say a speed addiction, but
2: well, and it would be interesting to see. It. I can't remember exactly what year 28 weeks later came out, but it would be interesting to see if that like coincided with an outbreak of something. Like, as I said, like that bird flu. movie. Oh, if they
0: mesh up with <laughs> yeah, different they, things that actually happened.
2: Yeah, because it'd be interesting to see if like these movies kind of evolved because like. A lot of times, horror movies kind of feed off what people are like, what the country's feeling at the moment, and they're like, "Well, this is scary to people right now because it's happening." So it kind of be interesting. So, to so you're see.
0: saying we're about to get a lot of political horror coming up?
2: Oh, kill me! I think now. we have
3: enough political horror. Yeah, going I don't.
0: Yeah, don't <laughs> really Twenty eight weeks <laughs> later was two thousand
2: Okay, I don't um, really know if there's anything going on at the time, but that'd be interesting.
1: I don't know. Just uh, the zombie virus kind of thing too got every year there was like 30 new zombie movies coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, and they were all, you know, maybe one a year was like decent. Maybe. I feel like that tapered off also before mayhem came out. Uh, well, yeah. Cause Boko experiment isn't like that at all. Um, but, uh, I don't know. This conversation, this topic is kind of (laughs) leading me into the ground. I'm trying guys. I'm drowning, but, um, I'm drowning over here a little bit, so do um, you just want to take us into Mayhem Craig? We can do it. We can Once do it. Let's go. I say
2: either that or I'll talk about rabies for fifteen more
0: minutes. Yeah, that could be interesting. We'll see if that we'll do that for a bonus episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Patty being weird.
0: All right. So seventy five percent of us watched a movie for this podcast. That movie was called Mayhem. Patrick, do you have the details?
3: I do. Mayhem, two thousand seventeen, running eighty four minutes, now showing on Shutter. After being unjustly fired from his job, Derek discovers that the law firm's building is under quarantine for a mysterious and dangerous virus. Chaos erupts throughout the office as the victims of the disease begin acting out their wildest impulses. Joining forces with a former client who has a grudge of her own, Derek savagely fights tooth and nail to get to the executives on the top floor and settle the score once and for all. IMDb rating 6.3, Metascore 62, Rotten Tomatoes critic score 84%, and Rotten Tomatoes Audience score 63%. I think that's
1: low. Yeah. For the audience score? Yeah, I do.
3: It it matches equally oh. with IMDb and the Metacritic score.
0: So I was not able to watch this. I have a, a little bone to pick with Shudder, but I'm going to keep my opinions to myself because I don't want to hurt any future potential relationships that we might have with them, assholes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What uh, what can you guys tell me or what can you guys say about the movie Mayhem?
1: Well, so because Greg hasn't seen it and we want him to see it, do we do a spoiler free review or do we just go? I can
0: step out of the room for a little while. For no, don't two. step no, out of the room. No, 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 you no, fucking no. sit there, dude.
1: Yeah. You
3: listen to all of our bullshit. All right. <laughs> well, I, I think it, I don't think there's any big spoilers. That yeah, we
2: there's no can big twist give.
3: in this movie. <laughs> and they true. either true. live or <laughs> they die. Yeah, there's, there's no <laughs> twists. I mean, if we mention a particular kill or something like that, yeah. I really don't think it's giving anything away. That's true. No. You're right and it, and as towards our audience it was november or october of 2017 so we're yeah, well yeah we're past it, so, that so, so we're past man. the Go year it. mark
1: uh i mean who wants to get start well so. i was
2: going to say you always start out why did we pick this yeah yeah you no that's cool it. yeah so i
1: saw mayhem when it originally came out um or a little after it came out and uh it it drew what drew me originally was steven yun, yun um glenn from the walking dead was in the movie and I, that he did this movie after he had already been killed off on the walking dead uh, spoiler, if you didn't know that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you suck. My, uh, my thought was, where does he go in his career after playing this character for so long? And, um, so I checked out mayhem. That's what originally drew me to that movie. And then that movie when I first watched it, was I told everybody I was like, "Check out Mayhem on Shutter. It's fucking fire. I loved that movie when it came out. It, uh, you know, kept my attention. One of the better movies I had seen. Um, I don't think it ended up on my top ten at all, but it definitely is a movie that I talked about. So that's Once I saw that, I knew I needed to fill a spot on the podcast too for my movie my movie choices. But um, I thought it would be a great choice for everybody to check out. So that's why I picked mayhem out of the gate.
2: Did you rewatch? I fuck.
1: Yeah, I did. (laughs) I've seen that movie a few times now. I will watch that movie again tomorrow. Uh, I'm not saying it's my new fucking tusk or anything. I won't go to bed watching that movie, but I will, uh, you know, check out mayhem whenever I get an opportunity. So somebody go,
3: I got to say that I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. It got going fairly quickly. There was conflict before there was even conflict, which really led into the character development. And once it really started going, once the virus infected the entire building, something that I loved about it is how it affected people differently. It wasn't just everybody got angry and violent. Mm -hmm. That wasn't what it was about. It's saying that this virus, what it makes you do is act out on your impulses. Mm -hmm. So if your impulses would make love to somebody, then that's what you would do. If it was to fucking beat the shit out of someone, that's what you do. It's whatever your impulse was at that moment. So it was really kind of cool watching people doing different things in the background and how sometimes it's not like they lived in fear the entire time because they knew their surroundings what was going on there so they could take some time and just sit in a room and watch other people and stuff like that. I thought Steve Young was perfect for this role. Yeah. Because it allowed him to be tough. It allowed him to be vulnerable. I just thought he did a really, really good job in this movie. And I also thought that Samara Weaving, the woman that he teams up with, mm-hmm. did a really, really good job. Yeah, in she's this. great. Everybody, I mean, if you were timid in this show as an actor, it wouldn't work. Everybody jumped in 100% into their character. I just thought it was a really, really good movie from beginning to end. There's not a lot of plot there.
1: No, it's once that it, you kind of get through the initial, this is what happens to him, mm-hmm. lockdown, this is what's going on. It just, the plot kind of gets kicked out the door a mm-hmm. little bit uh but who wanted to see plot after that Not, uh, initial yeah. uh that initial stuff anyway they yeah. wanted to see all right they wanted to see this guy get to the top fucking mm-hmm. floor how he was going to do it and how he was going to yeah. finish it yeah. so that's what i wanted to see anyway
3: and i thought the writing was actually really good yeah with the uh, the dialogue that they did have i thought the writing was re- either the writing was really good or the way the actors handled it made the writing look really good
1: yeah I thought the the kills were all very like realistic and creative. Also, the
3: choreography was
1: amazing. It really was. Uh, Maddie,
2: Um, I really liked this movie too. I thought it was a ton of fun. Mm -hmm. You know, I I kind of realized this late after watching it. Um, I tend for some reason some of my favorite movies don't have much of a plot. It's just kind of like loose. There's like there's a storyline there, but it's mostly people like fucking around. Like I love Days to Confuse and I love Ice Harvest and. That, to me, I mean, they're nothing alike with these movies, but at the same time, there's just kind of a really loose plot there, and then the rest of it is just them fucking around, and I think that's really fun. I thought one thing that was really interesting in this movie is there's a cure. A lot of these zombie movies don't really have one, so I think that was like an interesting kind of plot line, like, hey, we have eight hours to do whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. we want. The pacing of this movie seemed a tiny bit off to me, but I couldn't put my finger on it. It just felt a little longer than an hour and a half. Okay. When I was watching it, but I couldn't put my finger on it because, like, it was there was stuff happening constantly. But I was just like, I did feel like I was watching it for longer than 84 minutes. But I
1: don't know why. Well, they do slow it down. I mean, see, there's, yeah, there's, and that's there, what there's I like beats about beats in there that they slow down to give a little bit more, um, give you a chance to breathe, a chance to breathe, but also a chance to you get to see the building of that relationship between Stephen Yun's character and. Samara Weaving, mm-hmm. you get those little uh, spots in there where they do stop and they do connect and you get little spots in there for that stuff. And I think okay. that's where it slowed down was you get all this stuff that would, would would go on and then you'd get this like little moment and this little beat and then shit would happen again. Okay. Um, but I think you needed that, like Patrick said, to kind of take a breath for a second because if they didn't have those spots in there, that hey, that movie would have been – You're right, probably 15 minutes shorter.
3: And Uh, it also gives the audience a chance to be more interested in the main characters. Yeah. Because, and and this is something that, you know, when I'm dealing with live theater and stuff like that, if you're a character that's angry 100% of the time or sad 100% of the time, the audience will not care about you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This slowing it down, adjusting the pacing as it was going through, giving them a chance to adjust their characters gave the audience... The opportunity to really care about those two characters.
2: Mm-hmm. I think this is coming from someone who's worked in an office for ten years and just <laughs> wanted to see office workers beating the shit out of each other because I for like eighty-four minutes because like <laughs> we all think about it every fucking but day. You're, but like,
1: you're not a fan either of like really getting to know characters oh no. anyway. You yeah. want your, you know, ass beatings to just continue to happen. I do. You don't care if somebody <laughs> fell in love with this person and they're going to move into an apartment and get a dog or whatever the fuck he was talking about. You kick that shit right out the window. You're right. Because like, I deal with that,
2: like on Mm -hmm. this every day with people texting me, they're like, Oh my God, I love Johnny. No, I just want to watch people beating (laughs) the shit out of each other. That's all I want. But the other thing I wanted to say is Samara Weaving's character is what fucking Harley wanted to be like. Bat. She just really reminded me of Harley from that bitch ass Suicide Squad movie. With oh, Harley. Well, and that,
3: and that's what was so weird. is because. Yeah, Yeah, that's who I thought it was at first until I looked Mm -hmm. it up. I actually thought it was Margot. Yeah,
2: but she kind of had that like fun, like giggling while she's like, but she was so much better than what they were Mm -hmm. trying to make her. So I was like, yeah, this is what I want.
1: This was the like I said, when I first walked in here, the better version of the Belko experiment and the Belko experiment was fantastic. Absolutely. And I know you liked that movie. Yeah, absolutely. So if you dug the Belko experiment, you'll love mayhem. Yeah. It's like I said, the uh, I don't know if I'd say the faster version of the Belco experiment, but definitely the uh, but
0: Belco experiment was not a zombie movie, it was no, it just, wasn't.
1: It, that, that's the only element that separates mm-hmm. mayhem this. And the Belko okay, experiment. that's that's
0: fine. I, that's I'll watch it. either, I don't mind, I like zombie movies, uh, and Belko experiment was awesome. So,
1: Belco experiment had a whole different reason as to why people were fucking killing each other. <laughs>
2: I will say, I will add one more thing with this, and I'm gonna say it. I don't think this was a horror movie. It was more, to me, an action comedy.
1: I can, I mean, yeah, I can, it can live right there uh, just as easily, I think.
2: But, yeah, I don't think there was anything to really establish it as a horror movie. Gotcha. And we're, we're not going to have this conversation. But, <laughs> um, yeah, that was kind of my thought watching this, is I was like, eh, we we call this a horror movie. Like, it was fun. Hell yeah. yeah. Like, it was a good time. It was it was like office space taken to a whole new level. That's a good way to put it, too. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Yeah.
0: So. Did they play, damn, it feels good to be a gangster?
2: That would have been perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been so fun. <laughs> I, I, they
3: could have had, a, I guess they could have had some more fun with the soundtrack, though, when there was oh, so much sure. violence going on, mm. and then maybe playing some Karen Carpenter underneath it. Something that plays the opposite. Yeah. You know? yeah. but they, yeah. could have, they could have had some more fun with that itself. Yeah,
2: especially like, it was a super fun movie, but I just thought they could have taken it, like, up one level of mm-hmm. funness, and I think it would have been perfect. Mm-hmm.
1: Gotcha. Cool.
3: I do like that they established very early on that there are no repercussions for what you do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that you could do whatever you want.
1: Like an
2: eight-hour purge.
1: Exactly. Yeah, like if you're under the spell of the virus and you kill somebody... Not your fault. Yeah, it was the virus. <laughs> so. I, I guess a
3: technical thing is not everybody was infected right at the same moment. Yeah. So when they said, "Okay, in eight hours this is done," well, no, you know it's going to be nine, ten hours because, yeah. like I said, not everybody's going to be affected right True. at the same time.
1: But you did see; it was cool to see everybody. You'd see a character and then they'd come around the corner like five minutes later and the red eye would be there. Yeah. And it wasn't there, you know, five minutes ago. So it was cool to watch the kind of the main characters turn throughout the film.
2: Why weren't the like executives really affected?
1: I think they were. However,
3: well, wait a minute. Some of them may not have been infected because remember they started the filtration system. Mm. And they said that the virus would be filtered out. So maybe some of them weren't affected.
2: Yeah, I just. But kind of then wonder. again,
3: if their natural impulses to be a bunch of pussies, mm-hmm. then that's exactly how they acted at the end. Pussies.
2: Okay. I just was wondering because they all seemed like relatively in control of mm-hmm. themselves, and I didn't know if they were like, well, these people are like at the top, so they're always kind of in control of themselves. No. They don't have weird impulses.
1: I don't know. That's pretty much yeah. what I have to say about that movie. Like I said, it's a, it's on Shutter. It's a, a ton of fun, and. uh It'd be a great double feature with the Belko experiment. Um, It'd be a great office party movie. Um, (laughs) It'd be a great office party double feature.
0: Everybody sit down watch this. Don't mind me in the back of the room. Yeah. Sharpening my axe. Right.
2: Right. I'm just going to like next meeting I'm in, I'm just going to rub my eye real good and just like freak out and just see how that, how that helps. Yeah.
3: And (laughs) the other thing I really liked, I mean, the violence was extremely heightened in this. There's no way anybody, Stephen Young. Was not bloodied up enough from that first beating that he received down in the basement. There should have been more, but then again, this virus heightens everything. Gives you, I mean, not necessarily gives you stronger powers or anything yeah. like that, but maybe it's it's he, allows you to endure more.
1: He left that building pretty fucked up at
3: the at the yeah. end, but I yeah, mean, like yeah. that that huge guy was just pounding on his That's face, yeah. and there was no blood, no swelling, anything like that at the beginning. <clears throat> the one scene though, when it's his character and Samara's character when they confront the other group in the showdown. Oh yeah, that was, that was cool. a yeah. beautiful yeah. fucking that was scene so right cool. there.
2: And yeah. I love the nail gun. The, well,
3: the nail gun, gun was was is always too, a yeah. great weapon.
1: The nail gun, and then uh, what do you say? Extreme measures. Um, that was a great part too. Oh, that when she went after the guy that fired him. That, yep. Yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a nice little, nice little part. So, so the the whole movie is full of of nice spots nice sequences so, yeah. And all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so awesome
2: and then i'd watch it again just to like more focus on what was going on in the background in the background yeah because right. yeah, yeah. there were just shenanigans and it was great <laughs> yeah
3: yeah you know that there was stuff that the directors were throwing in there just to say okay these people are going to be watching this so let's throw this fucking in the background and see what what people
1: notice
2: i did like the little mayhem sticker on the laptop mm-hmm. um i just thought that was a really nice shout out to the band mayhem but that was
1: oh, fun. I didn't even notice yeah. that. That's pretty
0: cool. So, yeah. All right. Well, we rate on three levels. We rate on the gore score, the fright score, and the overall score. What do we give it for the gore score?
3: It was pretty bloody. Yeah. I'd say, I mean, it wasn't necessarily like intestines falling out or decapitations, but it was still extremely bloody, extremely violent. Gore score, I'm probably going to give it eh, six.
1: Yeah. I said realistic. As far as being realistic. Yeah. Yeah, six seven is where I was gonna yeah. kind of put that. Six, six. All right. What about the fright score? I mean, it's not a. I mean, as Maddie said, it's not really. It doesn't really live in that horror, scary world. So, mm-hmm. but I don't. I can't give anything a zero. So, a one. A one.
3: Yeah, there was never any part that I felt frightened at or anything like that. So, I would probably jump down to a one, two. Yeah, yeah. yeah same one.
0: Yeah. All right. How about overall?
3: Overall, I'm ranking it up pretty high. I got to give it like a seven eight, right around there. I'd
1: hit it with an eight. Yeah,
2: eight. I ran Mm -hmm. into my the into my office today and was like, "You guys have to watch."
0: (laughs) Excellent. So that was mayhem. That also brings us to the end of our longer cast. Who's got something to plug quick, and then we can get the hell out of here.
1: Uh, Greg, you got your plug.
0: I am Greg the Movie Guy, and I am positively writing movie reviews over at GregThemovieGuy.com. dot com. I literally just dropped the review for Crawl this afternoon. Go and check that out, and then go check out Crawl because it's a really good
1: movie. guy dot com. Matt, you got anything?
2: Nope, I got bit by a raccoon again, and I am crabby.
1: Um, uh, just real quick, uh, maybe you Maggie. got rabies. <laughs> now starts the uh, the plugs for uh, the Prairie Lights Film Festival. Uh, it's coming October eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth. Grand Island, Nebraska, the Historic Grand Theater. Super cool festival. We have a ton of fun there every year. We'll be out there podcasting. Tons of Nebraska-made films out there. I've seen quite a few of them that have been uh, programmed already. Lots of really good content uh, going out there this year. If you are a, uh, a filmmaker or somebody that wants to get into the filmmaking world, um, that's a great place to go out there and, uh, and talk to filmmakers. It's just a ton of fun. So uh, go check it out. Like I said, 11th, 12th, and 13th of October. Uh, They have a Facebook page, Prolates Film Festival. Um, Yeah, that's my plug. All right, so if you're a fan of the
3: Frightcast, and we know that you are, help us out. Make sure that you head on over to whatever platform you're listening to us on, and make sure that you rate and review us. Also, make sure that you check us out online. You can follow us at Twitter at M Frightcast and uh, Facebook group and Instagram, Midnight Frightcast. So share, 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 and share some more. And make sure that you check out our films at midnightfrightfilms.com. We
1: have some coming. Oh, yeah. They're coming. Hell yeah. (laughs) Check them out. All right. That wraps up
0: episode number 61. I thank the three of you for joining us here again. We got the Frightastic Four back, Maddie, Josh, and Patrick. You will want to come back next week. You want to come back every week, but next week especially, or next podcast, excuse me. uh, We will be watching the movie In the Mouth of Madness for our review. We will have special guest Bill Macbeth. He's a good friend of mine. You can find him over at The Wood Artisan. He's a carpenter, woodmaker, whatever you want to call him. Uh, He's on all social media platforms. That'll be uh, around July 28th, 29th. I'm not sure if we've figured out a date on that, but uh, he will be guest starring in studio with us. It's going to be a great time. He's really excited to come down here and chat movies and talk about this one. This is one of his all-time favorite movies, so should be a, uh, a good cast. So, from the Frighttastic Four, I am Greg the Movie Guy, and we are signing
1: off to dead air. Guillermo.
0: Yeah, he said it! <laughs> yes.